Why is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Where the hell are you with your Bono sunglasses and... On my balcony. Oh, I didn't know you had a balcony. We do have a balcony. Lovely. Look at you. Still still surprising me after so long. Isn't that amazing? That's just, yeah. Always shocking. popping up in the weirdest places. <laughs> this is the summer office until the pool opens. Then I see. Cool. Of course. Very so, nice. And you can deal with that. Then you can yeah. deal with the bathing suit instead of the right. strapless dress. So I don't know what's going to be more traumatic. Right. And uh, children allowed at the pool? Or yes. is this a get the it's hell not- out? It's not the Morier Beach Club, okay. although maybe I, I wish I was. Maybe I wish it was. I, I don't, don't know. know if it's a get off my lawn kind of thing you guys got uh, going there, there. There are children that live here, children right. and puppies. Okay. Oh, wow. Now now we're talking. The goal is to get Captain invited to the pool. I see. Does he need a, uh, like the phrase goes, a written invitation or an engraved invitation? I know. I don't know. They love him over there, so they might let him in. I see. This is why, with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. I have not watched this Joe Pesci thing you sent me. Oh, you should watch it. Should I watch this? Is it so he was a, on a TV show? Just watch the whole trailer. You have to watch the whole trailer. My one of our very our one of our wonderful fans, also a friend, sent that to me this morning. Half Nelson starring Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. So he's in LA. Oh, just keep watching. Oh, he's at Romans. Ooh, Victoria Jackson. Oh, it gets better. How it can't get better. Oh, just wait. Fred Williamson. You're right, it does get better. Oh, even more so. I can't believe that's like this is three above the title na- names. Like oh. Just wait. Complete legit. Gary Grubbs. I'm not familiar with Gary's work. Just stick with okay. it. Okay. All right. He looks like a inspector who won't take any gruff from anyone. Right. <gasps> wow. I don't even know if I should spoil this for people. Oh, my God. Right. Wow. All right. So the first one was, I did not know his name was Tony. Uh, that would be Spuds McKenzie. Yes. Oh, my God. And then the last two have been Dick Buckus and <laughs> Bubba Smith. But wait, there's more. There can't be more. There cannot be more. There's more. I do not believe that's possible. The, oh, oh, my God. Dean Martin. My love of my life. The man, the myth. I cannot believe that. Right? Interesting. I just watched The Enforcers the other day. Oh, um, nice. Because I hadn't seen it in a while, um, I read one of the Matt Helm books, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This, like, it's nicely, it's a nicely put together little paperback thriller. Nothing like the movie." Huh? And I'm like, "I, there's something here. This sort of like how they took the name and the title, and then threw out everything else." Um, they do that. But the Executioners was the fourth one in the series, and it's just clearly. Dean was like, I want to be home for dinner. Well, yeah. And like, let's just, we're done. <laughs> well, and you do have to it. wonder why Dean decided to take this one. Like, was he several vodkas in? Although everything I know about Dean is that Dean actually wasn't usually several vodkas in. He was like one or two in and pretended he was several in. Right. Or did he really want to work with Spuds McKenzie? 
That's a good question. That would be a very, I'd be an interesting phone call. I wish we could call Dean Martin. Oh my God. How long have you been involved in the jumping frog scene, as it were? Um, since the very early 80s, uh, 81 or 82, somewhere, somewhere in there, 1981, 82. And I guess to go back even further, the history of this, this started in the, was it the 30s, I believe? Well, it actually... According to the story, it started with a, um, a a Mark Twain story. Whether that Mark Twain story was true or not, it's a Mark Twain story. So, but I think true. it was uh, 1923. I believe they held a frog jump celebration. To, I believe it was put on by the Angels Boosters to um, help pay for the paving of the roads in the area. I believe. Wow, that'd be impressive if they got enough money off of frogs to get roads paved. Be amazing. I read, a, I read a thing some years ago that said that the first frog jump in, in uh, Angels Camp was held in downtown Angels and it brought like 15,000 people. And I've seen some old pictures and the whole downtown was just crammed with people. I guess people didn't have nothing to do. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frogs are great. Who wouldn't want to come see frogs jump? I would do it every day. I love frogs. It's a hoot. It's a hoot. It's it's fun. We have a lot of fun with it. Now, it's a jumping race, so they have to jump from one place to another, uh, unlike any sort of other horse uh, races or anything. There's no hurdles. There's no ponds they just have to jump in a straight line is that correct well yeah i'll I'll kind of break it down and get it as simple as i can because the rules are a little bit complicated but it's not essentially um it's not a race as in you know you line them up and race against time or race against each other what it it's more of a a distance jumping competition each frog has to start out with all four feet on an eight inch pad and you get the frog gets three hops and it's measured in a straight line from where they start jumping to where they end so if they jump in a circle it essentially the arc shortens your distance so if your frog goes straighter the better off it is but it's three hops it's measured from the very center of that eight inch pad to wherever his hiney sets down on that third jump how reliable are the frogs in there ability to jump in a straight line not very (laughs) (laughs) this is why i love frogs (laughs) yeah they're they're not very reliable for anything actually (laughs) so can you they're reliable for frustrating us oh again why i love frogs (laughs) now can you can you train them are you guys out working the roads doing road work earlier in the like ali or something (laughs) <laughs> no 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 nothing like that we go out and catch them within a day or two prior to the competition 
and as quickly as we're done with them, we return them right back into the wild. So as to, you know, as be as absolutely humane to them as possible. Um, now there's no change, you know, you got to realize that frogs probably got a brain the size of a pinhead. I don't know. They're not very smart creatures. So I yeah, but we've been able to do this podcast for two years. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they got a couple of things they want to do in their lifetime and, one is eat, the other is not be eaten, and the third one is procreate. Other than that, I don't know what else a frog does with the rest of their life. <laughs> That's my weekend. Now, <laughs> uh, what are you looking for when you are going to catch a frog? What are the kind of uh, characteristics you're on the lookout for? Well, uh, first off, they have to be a minimum of four inches from nose to tail. It has to be a bullfrog. It cannot be a toad or anything, which you wouldn't want a toad anyways, because they don't jump. They just kind of crawl. But look, I, you know, everybody's a little bit different. We all think we got the best recipe. And when one of us wins it every year in a row for the rest of ever, then we've figured it out. But I generally just look for an athletic looking frog like you would look for an athletic human being, like a track star or something, you know, smaller Smaller waist body, big back legs, that sort of thing. Longer back legs, I like them that way. Everybody's a little bit different. My wife likes the mid-sized frogs. She has more success with that. She's got a couple of world championships and I got none. So maybe I should be following her lead. I don't know. (laughs) Is Calaveras County just lousy with frogs? Or am I just not looking in the right places? No, there's, there's frogs everywhere. You just, they... You just got to hit the right, the right waterways, the right habitat. During their short time with you, do they get a name or no? I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Yeah, everybody gets a name. Generally, we try to kind of tag it something either two things, one kind of their personality, because when you handle frogs, you know, I don't know, 40 years, you kind of start to notice some differences in them a little bit here and there. Other things are sometimes they'll be named after um, a past person that some one of our favorite persons that's passed or maybe a sports hero or, you know, people come up with some of the goofiest names and, and uh, uh, you know, the winner gets a brass plaque downtown in the streets on the sidewalk, like a hop of fame is what they call it. So we've always said, you know, uh, name your frog wisely because it might end up on the sidewalk for the rest of time. So That's amazing. Have you ever seen a frog back out in the wild years later and gone, oh, there's, there's Samuel. You know what? I've, I've, yeah, we've seen them in the, in the past once we've, you know, put them back and then maybe went out to the same pond bass fishing or something. <laughs> I recognize that guy. Some of them, <laughs> you know, especially um, 
you know, a few years ago, one of the guys from Sacramento that jumped, he had a, he had a frog that had part of a limb missing, which is not uncommon because, you know, every, everything likes to eat frogs. And so some, something wild, he ended up winning a competition with that three-legged frog. He named it three legs are better than one. And uh, I'm pretty sure he could recognize that frog every time he saw it. <laughs> Good point. Now you have been doing this for, you said early eighties. So ballpark, let's say 40 yeah. years. Uh, yeah, what's right? your, what's your record in competition? As far as, as, as winning. The, yes. I've never won. It. <laughs> okay. So second once. All right. I was going to say, why are we, talking to you and not your wife but okay second that's good i have no idea no <laughs> idea <laughs> no your whole family has had my success son too. He, yeah my son's won it twice my daughter-in-law's his wife has won it once my wife's won it twice my brother's won it once uh our partner mike nash he's won it once his son casey won it once yeah we um lane hines which is another one of our our crew his daughter won it last year yeah um so i've been around a lot of them that want it <laughs> just john i've seen a, a lot of them I, well, i'm gonna say i'm seeing a thread a constant thread through your entries over the past 40 years and i'm gonna be honest with you it ain't the frogs have you tried <laughs> having somebody else pick out frogs for you <laughs> yeah well <laughs> this has been brought up before <laughs> <laughs> you don't say <laughs> Yeah. You're not a, you're not reinventing the wheel here, are you? <laughs> Good point. I don't know. See, I'm from Detroit and we have the Detroit Lions that are notoriously always lose no matter what. They can have like the greatest players in the world, they never win. But we love our Detroit Lions. So, I feel that there is some sort of special place in the world for never winning. Like you'll have better fans. Well, I'll tell you, I I, <laughs> I I get a lot more run from not winning than some of these guys gotten for winning. I, it, <laughs> kind of funny. Up until a few years ago, my brother kind of nicknamed me the Chicago Cubs. Mm. You know, <laughs> kind of the hard luck. You know, just every every time you get right there, something littlest thing would you know go a little sideways, and that'd be that. And, uh, and then the Cubs kind of screwed that up. So. <laughs> But you hold steady, like a yes. lighthouse in a storm. Exactly. It, I feel like at this point, it would really ruin your reputation to win. I think so too. That that's truthfully that's that's been brought up too. It's like that would not that I'm not going to try to win it every time I go out there. I can tell you, I, I'll I'll be headlong every every time. <laughs> but it would probably be the end of a really good story. Yes, <laughs> but I'm. I hey, I'm not alone. Alone. Um, there was a guy out of Gustine, a uh, 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 big Frank, and uh, I think he went 40, 44 years without ever winning it. Uh, 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 Frank Borelli Senior, and and uh, his son one time called him the best that never was, and. Uh, I'm closing in on Big Frank here. <laughs> well, that's something. He had a sense past. Uh, he was a wonderful man. The group out of Augustine, he was part of that. As a matter of fact, he was uh, 
him and his brother-in-law and wives were the ones that started their their group up many many years ago over 50 years ago those guys the Borellis and Panos and that group fun fun bunch great people now the twain story the kind of twist at the end is that the uh main characters frog had been loaded with uh, i believe lead shot so it could not jump yeah. as high um buckshot laid him down yeah um is there cheating in this uh, competition of that ilk i mean i feel like that's the easy one you, you just okay no buckshot we can keep going but yeah are there other attempts to uh <laughs> sway things deck. in your favor yeah, yes yeah uh, We've seen some some questionable attempts over the years. Nothing anymore. It's pretty smooth. The, the, the officials out there are really sharp. These guys do this every year, year in and year out. And they've been doing it forever. They know every trick in the book. We, we, there is nothing we could come up with that they probably haven't already seen. And, uh, you know, what goes on now is, 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 in my opinion, the most ethical I've ever seen the, the animal animal stuff treated i mean it's the whole world's changed back you know back in the early 80s nobody gave much a hoot about much of anything i mean you know it was just a different time 40 years ago things were different we didn't care about the or the environment or you know hardly anything to speak of whereas now everybody's on board and and uh, you know the, you see it in rodeo and all kinds of all the other sports that, that have animals in there, even the zoos, you know, the, these things, everybody's treated much, much better. Everybody, every animal, every creature. So, yeah, there, yeah, I, I would be surprised anymore if you could see any shenanigans. It, it makes for a good story, you know, maybe to sell some newspapers or something. But at the end of the day, um, no, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, straightforward competition you will see people go to crazy antics to try to get these darn things to jump but <laughs> nothing nothing that harms the frogs in any way might harm us a little bit but not them <laughs> what do the frogs win do the frogs um, get anything they get they get their name on a plaque I mean, <laughs> downtown cool. angels and a hop of fame and bragging they get rights Heidi. They get bragging they, rights. their friends can all hop around and see it <laughs> Take yeah, a picture by it. Yeah, we'd like to think they they go in there and you know, maybe give some lessons out to some of their some of their buddies back yes, home. Yes, <laughs> I believe this. <laughs> you mentioned that a lot of pe- the 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 uh, ends to which people will go to try to get this frog to move because you're not allowed to touch them once they are on the that starting lily pad. You, you can. You can touch them when they're on the pad, but once they leave, and you got okay. 60 seconds from the time they call your name and the frog's name to get him on the pad and get him going. You can uh, maybe tickle his behind a little bit or something like that. But once he launches, once he leaves that first time, you can't touch him and he can't touch you. I mean, I, if, if you're wearing a baggy shirt and that frog happens to nick the tail of your shirt, you're that frog's disqualified from the competition. He's done. It's a harsh mistress. So what kind of things do you do to move a frog that is not feeling it? Well, when they're, I tell you what, for that tiny little mind, it's their mind. And when they decide they're not going to go and anybody that's jumped many frogs has had that happen. Uh, But um, a lot of times we 
try to kind of come up behind them and give them just a little spook. Maybe think a predator's coming up behind them as uh, they got tremendous peripheral vision. So they can see side to side. And if you get over the top of them a little too much, they'll squat down. They'll see if you get a little bit too much to one side or the other. They got better peripheral vision than a cow. I mean, they can almost see directly behind them. Their eyes are pretty bulbous. And so you got to stay kind of down and low behind them and they can feel you, but they can't see you. And hopefully they jump straight, but you know, they're tricky guys. So a lot of times they'll go side to side or whatever, which ruins you. <laughs> That's, you know, that, and a lot of times if you get over them, they'll try to disappear. They'll try to play possum on you and just, you know, squat down. And then, then there and again, you're pretty much done. You got 60 seconds and which is a long time when you're jumping a frog, but when they decide not to, yep, you're done. <laughs> That's all she wrote. <laughs> Back her up and go home. <laughs> now you what said is, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's got to be culture shock for the frog to get back like mm. to the swamp or wherever said frog lives. Yeah. Do they ever want to stay or are they happy to jump back in? Well, here's the deal. We, uh, we spoil them pretty good. They, they probably eat a little bit healthier when they're with us because they don't have to work for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we make sure they're, we, we, I can tell you, we, uh, and, and just everybody jumps wrong. We turn them back into the wild way, way healthier than we find them just because per, pretty much in, in that early part of May, they're just coming out of hibernation. So mm. they're, they're pretty hungry. You know, you can catch that same frog in August and he's a hell of a lot bigger and stronger in August because, they, you know, they're, but we, when the competition's held, they're just coming out of hibernation. So, you know, it's like a bear, they're a little bit scrawny and sometimes, you know, and a little bit, uh, takes a little bit to get them going. And usually by the time we get coming back after a few days, they've been, they've been gorging pretty good. Sometimes what? too much, they get too full, they don't jump. <laughs> I was going to say, what what does what? a frog eat? How do you pamper a frog, apart from cucumbers on the ice? Pretty much anything. Any, here's the deal. Anything that will fit in their mouth, they'll eat just about. I have seen a frog eat a baby duck. I just come right up out of the water and once. But, yeah, they'll eat, they'll eat small fish, worms, crickets, crawdads. They love crayfish. They love crawdads. Great source of protein for them. Yeah, they'll eat just about everything. If it's floating around, flying around, or moving around, they'll they'll eat each other. Big ones will eat the little ones if there ain't nothing else to eat. A four-inch frog ate a duck. Yeah, that's a lot. We got to get that frog on the show. Yeah, we do. It. Yeah. I I watched it. I watched this great big old bullfrog just whip oh. down this baby duck. Yeah. Circle circle <laughs> of life. Getting near that frog. Nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that frog bites. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Does uh, is cannibalism uh, an issue during the competition, or is everybody kept to no, their own themselves? No. no, because they're they're so well fed. They're they're so well fed. I think that's probably somewhere around a last resort for them, but I'm not sure. Pretty hard I to get the into the brain of a frog, but you know, I they I think they'll they'll take whatever easy pickings around. But I I I've seen one eat another before. crazy happens every once in a while so the competition lasts for four days during the county fair and it's it's coming up soon correct 
Yes, sir. Yeah. Third All weekend right. in May. So how, how are you feeling about this year? Do you feel like this is going to be the year? I feel like it's going to be the year every year. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't short on effort. Yeah, no, you know, if, you, if you're going in there thinking you're never going to win it, what would be the point? You know, true. We're, all, we're all trying to win it. There's several thousand frogs are going to get jumped over them four days and there's only going to be one champion. The competition's pretty tough. So when a guy says, hey, I took seventh place, well, that's seventh out of a whole lot of frogs. So that's pretty good. That's amazing. Wow. But nobody remembers seventh place, sixth place, fourth place, second. No. We only remember the champ. True. <laughs> it's true. It's sad reality. I know. Frog jumping is really easy. Winning it is not easy. <laughs> well, at least my sample. I don't know. You talk to the other half of my family and they, they just all think it's easy. I don't know. <laughs>